Make sure. There's an audio track this time. That you don't. You, I, I, don't, I, don't I, I figured it out. Uh, I think I figured you out. Hello, everybody. Oh. Welcome right. to uh, a, a month break, and now we're back. Football After Dark episode. Um, but that's fine, because after this, we're probably going to start doing weekly stuff. Yeah, our, I think our plan from now on is we're going to go weekly, um, because there's a lot to start talking about now, as we're getting really close to the season. Unlike Especially right, August is going to be a busy month. Yeah. Unlike right now, where there's practically nothing to talk about. Pretty yep. much. This yeah. is like the good time to do our first fantasy episode. Real quick, before we do that, do you want to explain real quick what we think happened? Yeah. Because we recorded an episode about two weeks ago. Yeah, right before uh, some a lot of stuff happened and we weren't going to be able to record afterwards. So we recorded an episode. And I do all of the editing, uploading, etc. So recorded the episode and I saved it. And I use Reaper which is an excellent audio program. And uh, what I think might have happened, I'm still not absolutely sure what happens because you just lose episodes sometimes because life sucks. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. It, 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 it just happens sometimes. But I, uh, Reaper is set up to like record like music and like multiple channels, mm-hmm. which we normally would do if we weren't filing through a soundboard. But uh, I disarmed the recording for the soundboard before I stopped recording, and I think it killed it. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I, I, I still don't. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, so that's what happened. So we just completely lost an episode, and we're, we're we couldn't. Sorry. Yeah, we're we're still so sorry. It was our best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good episode, and uh, right after that. Matt went down to L.A. to talk to LeBron James in investi- investigative journalism segment, but uh, that that won't come to fruition because he just kept floating in his pool and wouldn't <laughs> go talk to Matt Dustman. Yeah, I tried, man. I really tried. I was there for six days, standing outside the Staples Center. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing anything weeb-related. Nothing. No. Not at all. There wasn't Anime no. Expo going on down there. It was just <laughs> LeBron James. There's nothing else going on in L.A. ever. Nothing ever. Now it's just LeBron James. To- but, uh... Basically, what we talked about last episode, we won't spend a lot of time on it. We did our uh, NFL offensive line rankings, which you don't care about. Um, me and Corey talked about the Patriots and the Chargers. Corey pretty much said that the Chargers are really good, except they always get hurt. And then I said that the Patriots are probably in the worst shape they've ever been in and they're during this era of Belichick and Brady, but they're both still there, so they'll both probably still be okay. And what else do we talk about? We talk about anything else? I mean, you two did team reports that maybe you should. Well, that's why I just that's why I just oh, talked you saw, about okay. the Chargers and Patriots. Oh, okay. And then was there something else? I think there was something else. What else did we do? Oh, we did the Madden ratings. Oh yeah, we complained about the right. the Madden ratings and basically what we said is the Cowboys are rated too high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think after all the debating, we kind of the Cowboys are a little too high. Well, and then, Cowboys and the too Bengals high. are too high. Cowboys too high, Bengals too high, and Raiders too Ra- high. Raiders too high, and uh, Rams too low. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that that's about the that's about the long and short of it. But uh, now that we're back, yeah, we're going to start this episode with the only about to be weekly <laughs> football news segment you need to care about. It's the Jubby Report.
Welcome to the Jumpy Report, everybody. Chiefs offensive lineman Laurent Deverney Tardif. I think I, I think I pronounced that right for the second time in a row. This is on the last yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right two times in a row. Uh, two for insane. two, baby. Graduated from medical school this offseason, but the NFL has reportedly told him he can't have MD on his jersey. I don't know about you guys, but it seems to me like the NFL is either jealous or scummy. I think it's both. Why would anybody not want massive dick on I know, right? Like, I, Damn it, I was going to make a joke about what it actually meant. Or <laughs> <laughs> beat me to it. Pittsburgh fans let out a sad sigh of relief. As former Steeler Martavis Bryant is facing yet another suspension for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. At least it wasn't weed this time, am I right, guys? Shut up! I mean, I don't really care he's not on the team anymore, but shut up. He's on your, like, fourth favorite team. He's on my... probably, yeah. It's probably my fourth favorite team. Tampa Buccaneers quarterback Jameis Winston has officially received a suspension for groping an Uber driver in 2016. In a at-least-it-wasn't-weed move, the NFL served him three weeks. That means at the absolute maximum, Jameis can only eat 13 Ws. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Still funny. I like it. Fox Sports is reportedly interested in hiring ex-Rams coach Jeff Fisher as an NFL game analyst. Just when we thought we were finally rid of the man, he just comes crawling back. At least you can't tie an old-time losses record as an analyst, though. So we got that going for us. I can't wait for when they do the picks at the end of the season. He's like 36 and 36. <laughs> whatever whatever the same uh, percentage of wins 7 win is out of 7 and 9, <laughs> that's going to be Jeff Fisher's like accuracy in picking games. <laughs> Free agent Adam Pac-Man Jones was involved in an altercation at an airport where he straight knocked a dude out. Police determined that it wasn't his fault and arrested the poor sap that would dare assault an NFL linebacker. He The video looked like it was his fault at first, but the police determined it wasn't. Yeah, apparently the guy attacked him. Yeah. He's a corner, not a linebacker, but he might as well be a linebacker for how big he is. Um Oh yeah, I wrote. Yeah. I, I I I was supposed to write cornerback. He, I, uh, I knew he was. Yeah, a apparently corner. he was like attacked. Like the dude just Jumped him or started like shoving yeah, him I and want, stuff. Yeah, so. I, I read the article about it. I was like, what the fuck? So Pac-Man, Pac-Man Jones, uh, getting knocked him out. Yeah, well, fuck him, you know. Well, fuck him, he says. Hey, for a little. Well, never mind. I don't like Pac-Man Jones. Moving In on. not at all self-defense punchies, Jesus fucking Christ news. Bills running back Lashawn McCoury has been accused of a gruesome assault that I won't go into detail about. It's not weed though, so I expect a three-week suspension from the NFL. <laughs> Damn. There's a lot of... We're that not, story's crazy. I'm that, not going deep yeah, into it because it's messed really up. that story's really insane. If you haven't heard about LaShawn McCoy yet... Yeah, go read about it because it's... He lawyered up and everything. is It's going down. Yeah, it's real. It's actually... Like, if any of it's true, there's, like, multiple things that he did. You, you, you would hope that the Bills would kick him out of the team. Yeah. You would hope. A video came out of Giants rookie Saquon Barkley and Rams running back Todd Gurley working out, and it's absolutely insane. They do a 315-pound deadlift to a 42-inch box jump. I wanted to puke in a combination of disgust and wonder after watching that video. It was excellent. I'm really excited to see how Saquon's going to do. Barkley did seem to be doing it a little easier than Gurley. Yeah, he did. It's terrifying. I still, I dude, I don't know what it is. I still have this really sneaky bad suspicion that Barkley's going to be one of those players, like a Bo Jackson, who's just like an absolute freak of nature and has like one hip injury and it just like completely derails his career. Like it's not, it's not going to be like a, like a normal injury. It's going to be something 
sort of like a Bo Jackson injury where it's just like it just rips his career out from underneath him. Yeah, I had that sneaky feeling. I don't know why. Did you see that not even Eli can stop looking at his quads? His yeah, yeah. Eli. I mean, I can't either. So <laughs> got that in common. I mean, Eli like shares a room with people like that every day of the year almost. Mm-hmm. And you get used to it after apparently 14, 15 years. Apparently that, not. Apparently he's something else. He he, he is something else. It's it's yeah. exciting. Finally. There's an excellent article up on Bleacher Report I want everybody to read. It's by Dan Pompey. It's titled, uh, Steelers' Unlikely Bond Transcends Tragedy. It's about Steelers linebackers Ryan Shazier and Vince Williams, uh, yeah. the history of their friendship and where they are now after Shazier's almost career-ending injury. We think it's career-ending mm-hmm. at least. Uh, go read it. It's a wonderful piece. Um, it's up on Bleacher Report. I, I read it, I read it uh, yesterday when it went up, and I, I absolutely loved it. It's a really well-detailed mm-hmm. article. Talking about, you know, you could find, like, a kind of friendship and competition in did, professional sports. Did you see that Ryan Shazier was upset about his Madden rating? Yeah. <laughs> he, he actually tweeted, I was like, man, I think he's an 83. And he's like, man, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, excellent. The, the Shazier story, as a lot of people know that uh, the Steelers, she was owed, uh, I think, eight, around the, anywhere between, like, six to eight million dollars. Uh, that he wasn't going to make because he wasn't going to be able to play, so the Steelers turned that part of his contract into like a just a, a get fully guaranteed, yeah, like a signing bonus type of thing, so that he automatically gets it no matter what. Yeah, apparently he's been golf carting around the field during practice and yeah. like motivating teammates and stuff, so. which is awesome. I love him. It's right. excellent. That's really cool. It's it's, it's a really empowering story. Wish like... he wasn't ugly. <laughs> 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 And that was the Joby Report. That was the Joby Report. We're going to end it with that. You're trying to get me to do like a real spit take. <laughs> Almost. We, he... This is close. That was good. All right. So this episode, as we said, is primarily going to be um, fantasy-based, which is something all four of us do. We are actually all in a fantasy league together, so there will be some interesting gamesmanship as far as like everything that happens right now because I'm going to ask for a bunch of opinions and we're all just going to share them with each other and you know I'll just... be upfront about it. Oh yeah, I'm going to be upfront about it as well too, so. That is, I am going to lose anyway for whatever reason. So. <laughs> you're going to you're going to lose because our our good friend uh our good friend Krebs is going to take all of the players you want like he usually does. Right. In the spot above you. All right, so we're going to start. I have eight questions. Um, we'll just, we're just gonna, I didn't, none of us, only I know what these questions are, and I know what my answers are gonna be, the, Corey, Justin, and Matt do not know what I'm gonna ask them, so they haven't had any chance to, like, kind of predetermine their responses, so. First one, I think this is the, probably the, the one that's really gonna affect a lot of people. So last year was the, somewhat, the resurgence of, like, the running back, in football, primarily because of this rookie class that came in. Um, everybody knows who they are with Alvin Kamara winning Rookie of the Year and Kareem Hunt having a great year, Leonard Fournette having a good year. Um, so the question is, who out of those guys that were rookies last year, who will be the best as far as fantasy points go and who will be the worst? And I'm also going to throw in Dalvin Cook there. Now, I know he didn't. he only played like three games, 
but he is in that class of like he had a really good three game stretch before he got hurt. So out of all the running backs drafted last year that played really really well, who's going to be the best fantasy point wise, and who's going to be the worst? Whoever just, wants to go. Whoever wants just to go. out of the rookies. Just out of the rookies from last year. From last being year. Being second year now. Who will be the best and who will be the worst? I think Fournette might be the worst. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you that. You think so? I He's, think so. He took a lot more hits than the other rookies last year. Uh, and I know, like, I don't know. He's just, it's it's going to be a slump. I think he, I don't think he's going to, it's going to determine his career. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll, he'll bounce back from it. But I think it's going to be worse than it was last year. Okay. Well, who, do you think the, who, do you think, who do you think the worst is going to be? You really want to know? Yeah, sure. Kareem Hunt. You think so? Yeah. You think he's going to be the worst out of all of them? Why is that? Because Spencer Ware is coming back, and they're going to split time. They're going to split carries that he didn't have to do last year. Um, less checkdowns? Less checkdowns because Mahomes um, is going to be winging it to the two receivers and tight ends that are going to run go routes every single play. <laughs> 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 I, I feel like his rushing average is going to stay high and he's going to catch a lot of passes. He'll he'll kind of pseudo Alvin Kamara, right? mm-hmm. but he's not going to see the goal line touches. He's not going to see the short yardage situations. Spencer Ware is going to take those over and he just he's going to see an overall drop in production. How many times before I, I'll, I'll say my worst, how many times in this upcoming year are you guys going to sign and then drop CJ Spiller? <laughs> Like over under, I'd say two. <laughs> you say two? Two. When they need to fill a roster space, they'll sign them. I'll take the then they'll drop them. They're just be, they're being and then towards the end of the season, you know towards saying? the end of the season, they'll sign them again. They're giving them. They're giving them some money. You know, keeping them on the payroll. Yeah, for temporarily. But yeah, until so they I, drop them again. I, I think Cream Hunt has the potential to be the worst. And I was gonna say, I mean, it's. I think it's easy to say Kamara's probably gonna be the best. But I was kind of getting hype on Leonard Fournette, and you two just brought me way down. Really? Just well, that- <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I think, okay, for my worst, I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. Because okay. I think he'll still improve from last year. So I think why he- I don't, that's why I didn't say he'd be the worst. That's fair. I, I just think, I mean, last year, a lot of people will look at the Carolina Panthers statistics last year, and they were like a top-five rushing offense. Dude, Christian McCaffrey didn't have his highest rushing total last year was sixty six yards. They're a rushing offense with Cam because of Cam. Yeah, yeah so it. I think a big part of it is, and my worst and best is situated around like one instant instance of free agency that happened because the Panthers also lost one of their best offensive linemen in Andrew Norwell, um, and they replaced Jonathan Stewart with C.J. Anderson who's, like, a worse version of Jonathan Stewart. And I just think that McCaffrey, he's not like you. I I agree that he'll probably get better, but I think that he has such a very low ceiling as versus all the other guys. Yeah, but you don't. If you're drafting McCaffrey, you're not looking at his rushing yardage. No, he, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna catch all the screens, line up yeah. in the slot, and all those things. My best though was going to be Leonard Fournette. Mm. I think he's going to be the best. And the reason is because out of any of those guys, 
he is the one that is on the least crowded offense. Like, Kamara is part of an offense that I know he was insane last year, but I'm of the belief that I think this first couple games that Kamara's right. going to have with Ingram is going to hurt his production either early or late, which is going to hurt his numbers. You know, Dalvin Cook's on a loaded offense. Um, Kareem Hunt's on a loaded offense. I already talked about McCaffrey. Um, am I missing a rookie? Where is Fournette? Fournette is the only guy on a team that he's the primary offensive threat. And I think that they're also in a division that the run defenses are bad. Yeah. Like, real bad. So you got to remember, they still have Blake Bortles as their quarterback. They do. Well, Blake doesn't have to throw it if he hands it to Fournette. Yeah. But so who will teams know that? And yeah. Like even if they're if you have a bad run defense, it's hard to get through eight guys at the line. I can't wait for him to get a hammy in week four. It might happen. I just think that, and plus that's where Norwell went, who's one of the better inside interior linemen. I just think that he's in the he's in the situation where like he needs to perform. Versus, like, Kamara can have a game against the Buccaneers where he only has, like, three catches for 39 yards and four carries, and the Saints could just go to either Mark Ingram or throw the ball to Michael Thomas, and they could still win. Whereas, like, the Jaguars need Fournette to, like, get going if they want to win. So that's kind of what factored into my decision. uh, I can see Fournette start hot and lose momentum where Kamara starts cold and gains momentum. Kind of what happened last year, right? In a way, so tomorrow will probably blow up again. Um, so who's your best? Kareem Hunt. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the top reason first. Okay. And it's because I don't believe in Patrick Mahomes. You son of a bitch! Oh, okay. That's an interesting um, uh, reason. I'm this, mad. A, 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 a chunk of this offense is gonna have to fold onto Hunt. I think I at kind least, of agree. At least, at least for a season or two. I think it's. I think at some. Mahomes is not going to start I, off listen, on fire. He's some, not going to. There's going to be games. There's no way a slinger like that starts off on fire. It doesn't happen, Matt. It will though. <laughs> <laughs> it it doesn't happen. He. I think he might be good, mm-hmm. but like he's only played what one game. He's he was seen. damn good that one game. Okay. He was. He yeah. was. Pretty okay that was, one game. There was some. Moments there was there was some questionable. Like, there, there were some questionable calls. He also had that one thing, you know, where he's running off off his back foot and just heaves it, and he, I can't remember who caught it. Kelsey. It was yeah, Kelsey. That, that was dope. Who's your? It'll one? happen. But who's, who's your best? Like who will be the best of the second year players? Because uh, you said Fournette would be the worst. Right. Uh, I go with. I'm you. Not- it's not Kamara, I don't think. Like I said, I think Kamara's going to take some time to warm up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably, I'd say probably like week seven, week six is probably when Kamara will start. Like, we'll see what he was last year mm-hmm. just because, like, that time Ingram will start getting in the swing of it as well. Um, and, like, the Saints, besides Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn, who runs a go route, uh, there's not really like many options mm-hmm. on the Saints' offense to like cover, so I think teams will try to focus on uh, Kamara. But I don't know. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook could probably, if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. if he plays all year. I think yeah, he can 
I'm just worried about his health. Right. He had a lot of, like, character concerns coming out of college, but then, like... That quickly stopped. It, it like, quickly evaporated. Right. It's crazy if you're good at football how yeah. quickly people forget Man. the kind of things yeah. you've done. Man, no one mentioned Joe Mixon? That's insane. He's going to be the best running back next year. That is depressing. That's not true at all. <laughs> man, I like... Oh, man. It, Can I make him the worst? <laughs> No, I, I don't uh, think he will do. What else? Yeah. What else? The Bengals gonna do? Yeah, the Bengals are just gonna. You know. <laughs> they, they, he's literally gonna be their points. They got the red rocket BB gun firing. Uh-huh. Yeah. To AJ Green. All right. Here's a here's, still after here, all these years. All right. So here's a fun one. This one of my favorite things to do in fantasy. Uh, if I don't get one of the three defenses I like going into a year, is just constantly flex defenses. Um. What team will constantly have defenses flexed against them? So, in other words, who's going to be that one team that no matter who they're playing, no matter how bad that defense might be, if they're playing them, you're going to pick that defense up? Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I think... That's number one choice, depending on how the first... I think people are going to be cold on it for the first few weeks, but if the Cleveland Browns end up turning out to be what they always are, you always see it every year. Mm-hmm. People picking against the, the people picking the defense against the Browns? Uh-huh. Um, After I see the Ravens dumpster fire, basically, I'm just going to take stock in the AFC North and play defenses against the teams that aren't the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, really, the, the, the Ravens still... They're they're an anomaly, and I'm I, I'm actually very unsure because somehow they look so bad coming into every single year, and somehow they manage to stay just barely relevant. Just and barely, just yeah. barely, just barely relevant, and then they'll win a Super Bowl or two along the way. This is it's jo- very this is strange. Joe Flacco contract year. The last time he had a contract year, he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like, so. I don't know, but I I don't trust. I don't I don't believe in them. I never no, do. I, don't, yeah. I never do. But somehow they always end up pulling some weird crazy shit. They also will get absolutely dumpstered by the Jaguars um, at some point. Oh, at, oh God, it's going to be gross. that always happens yeah. for some reason. Uh, another, another couple teams that are going to be really hilarious for this, um, the Miami Dolphins are going to be a dumpster fire this year. I'd take all of the AFC East. I was going to specifically say the Bills, especially if yeah. the thing with LaShawn McCoy... You want to talk if, about if Sean McCoy's gone, that team is done. The, the single most anemic offense I think I've ever seen in my life without LaShawn McCoy. Like, I, I just don't. They don't have Mike Gillisley anymore. They don't have Sammy anymore. They have a old they Charles don't have Clay. Tyrod anymore. Yeah, they don't have Tyrod anymore. He was the most serviceable quarterback in I the NFL. I definitely think it, if, if, if <laughs> yeah, if LaShawn McCoy I've never ends seen up such not a... playing football again, which. Oh boy, with his age and these legal issues he's got right now, might actually be possible. I think the Bills are a surefire. You might actually make a case to take the defense of the New York Jets and keep them specifically for that reason because they're going to go against Miami twice and they're going to go go against the Bills. Twice. Oh yeah, and, and, and the like, Jets aren't a bad defense. Yeah, they don't have a horrible defense either. It's 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 like it's above average. But that would be like the surefire. Like you're going to get like. 15 minimum points in those four games, yeah. most likely. Oh, yeah, it's going to be uh, another one, probably the Redskins. I was going to say the Redskins, too. Yeah. I don't think the Redskins' offense is going to be no, good. No, 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 it, it's, it's pretty much falling apart. They, I mean, their their biggest, their biggest, the biggest part of their offense is now in Minnesota. So, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. 
And we got Alex Smith. Oh man. I think Darius Geis could be okay though. <laughs> Geis will. I think I think he could. He's a he's a he's a bright spot in a giant blemish. He's like an 800 900 yard per game guy. Quad, he Quadzilla. Quadzilla. Yeah. All right. Next question. Um, assuming that they all play the same amount of games, okay. Let's say, for example, all of them play 12 games. Which rookie quarterback will have the most fantasy points? So you have Baker, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson, and who am I missing? Sam Darnold for the New York Jets. They all play the same amount of games. Who scores the most fantasy points? Baker Mayfield. He has the most weapons around him. Baker. You're going to say Baker, too? I'm going to say Josh Rosen. He literally has Dave Johnson. I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a higher he's gonna no barely many deep throws at all shit ton of tiny dumps yeah. to Dave Johnson and it's just gonna Drag add up. Routes to Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, and it's just gonna add up. It's gonna add up faster than. I'm gonna say Lamar Jackson because <laughs> I think he's gonna have the most rushing yards out of all of them if they all play the same amount of games and. Very similar to what I said about Fournette, mm-hmm. the Ravens don't really have a lot of like excellent talent offensively. So I feel like Lamar's going to have to do a lot with his legs and extending a lot of plays, and I think that, I, that could drive his points. Yeah, up. I forgot about him, even though you mentioned him anyway. I just threw, instantly threw him out of my head. This is all, like I said, this is assuming Joe they Flacco all, they all played the same amount of games, which is not going to happen. I mean, so. Do you think they let go of Joe Flacco after this year? Sidebar. No, I do, dude. If he's bad. If he keeps playing the way he's played the last two years, I think it's inherently possible. I think he needs close to 30 touchdowns and below 10 interceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been very, very bad. Oh, I know. Ever since his Super Bowl. It, it, it's, it, it's been because he's average. No, what? But there's Joe. so many weapons around Baker. I mean, you have Carlos Hyde, you have. Flash. Uh, Flash Gore. Uh. Carlos Hyde, you have Duke Johnson, you have Chubb, Nick Chubb, just in <laughs> running backs. You have that loaded wide receiver core. Right, but the running backs don't help Baker's production, and I think that that's going to be... They can on dump off some That's true, yeah. If you're going to count da- Duke, or David well, Johnson... Well, for, he's counting David Johnson. I right. didn't say David I just I said know. Lamar, because he's going to be... He's going to get all the rushing well, yards. Duke's and a good catch, rushing game. Duke's going to catch dump offs just as mm-hmm. well as... David Johnson. And a good rushing game helps set up the passing game. Because right. yeah. all of a sudden, you, you got like someone, they put it in the box to stop the run. Now Baker, who go pattern on someone. Besides yeah, Le- he's also horse shit and probably isn't going to do well. Besides, <laughs> Jesus. Besides, oh, my goodness. Besides left tackle now, you have a Did really that just come out of the oven? <laughs> yeah, it did. I was fucking high. Right, Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, outside of, outside of left tackle. No, yeah. I, I can't argue that Cleveland has like – the, the, the out of all of yeah all of the out of all of the teams that these working quarterbacks are going to Cleveland has the most talent surrounded if, around it if, I just don't believe in Baker Mayfield if Dak can win rookie of the year with just Zeke <laughs> Baker can be the best scoring off if, quarterback if, if, yes. I I if would they, love to be I would love to be wrong I actually unlike Kuiper I actually want to see Cleveland do well for once um, I don't I just don't think it's gonna happen I don't want to see I want t- Essentially, I want to see Baker individually do well enough that he proves that he can be really good. 
but not at the expense of my own team. If that sounds really <laughs> selfish, I don't know. Just like yeah, he, he'll have a great season. Just lose twice to Pittsburgh. That's what you're. That's what you're asking for. Yeah. Fourteen and two. You don't want the Browns to ever make the playoffs, but you want Baker to play really well. I wouldn't honestly. I wouldn't mind if they made it as long as like we made it too. <laughs> like that would be it. Like because then at that point I get like, oh cool, Baker made the playoffs, and then like if we play them, we get to knock them out, and I just be like, haha, screw you. Like, um, okay, next. This Pittsburgh is like a, will definitely make the playoffs. This is a two-part question. Uh, this is the first part. The player that everyone will reach on and be very sad. Rob Gronkowski. That's a good one. It's a, it's a specific person that everyone's going to it's purposely reach. So you got to be someone is going to take them higher than oh, yeah, what yeah. they're projected. Oh, oh, everybody! It constantly happens with Gronkowski. Constantly. As the last few years, definitely. Yeah, and I, he's he's at the tail end of his career, man. It's mm-hmm. it's almost done. And now I don't know if you guys saw, but there's like there's like whispers going around that Patriots might be looking to trade him. They've been which thinking about like, trading him yeah, the entire Which is like, it's it's Cause nuts. He, cause he wants a, it's because he wants a new contract. He says that out of one side of his mouth. At the other side of his mouth, he talks about retiring. Oh, yeah, they don't want to deal with it. And I don't so. blame them. But, like, I don't know what, what else they're going to do if they trade Gronk. But uh, I just... Are the Patriots really mailing it in on Brady if they trade Gronkowski? Yeah, I think so. That they're just throwing him out there for one more year and hope he can win a couple games and after that it'll be over? Because they don't have anybody else. They'll, they'll still win 12 games. I only without Gronk, dude. I don't. Oh, without Gronk, they'll probably win. They'll probably win so. nine, like nine or ten. Yeah, especially with Edelman missing the first four games, mm-hmm. and you're going up against like, I think three of their first four games are Houston, Jacksonville, and Miami. And laugh about Miami all you want, but Tom Brady is seven and nine. Yeah, yeah no, he's in just Miami. like Miami. It's like, just that it's that team, which every, every right. quarterback has that team. It's it. It could be, dude. If they get rid of him, man, like that's. Depending on That's where probably he goes. the biggest hemorrhage of offensive talent I've ever seen in my life from yeah. one year to the next. Oh, it would be absolutely. That's that's tanking. Yeah. That, I, that almost feels like intentional tanking. I'm going to say the player everyone will reach on, um, I, I really want to – okay, I'm just going to say it. Um, <laughs> Let it out. Corey's going to be so mad at me. Alvin Kamara is going to be everybody's going to be sad about. <laughs> no. But it's going to be okay for me because I'll just trade for him <laughs> mid-season. And then by the time he's good again, I'll have him. Mm. It's right. true. I'm... I'm gonna say Julio Jones. Son of a bitch! No, absolutely. That's what I was gonna say. I would. I would 100 percent agree. Was, I'm gonna say Julio Jones. I was on the Julio Jones trade, and, and and here's why. Yeah. He's not happy in Atlanta. No. I think the Falcons have a really bad season. Mm-hmm. I am people that are talking about the, and I know this isn't a projection show, but we talked. You did the Falcons like team report a couple weeks ago. I have absolutely no idea why people are still excited about the Falcons. Right? Like, they 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 got rid of two-fourths of their, or half, I should say, of their defensive line. Their defensive backfield sucks. Um, they're, re- they're replacing uh, oh man, t- uh, Taylor Gabriel with Calvin Ridley, who will probably end up being really good. But, like, I don't know. In Matt Ryan's production, you know this for when he was there with, with 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 Kyle Shanahan and he won that MVP, dude. From year to, he dropped like he's like down like eighteen touchdowns. Like it's absurd, and they were all healthy. 
Like, it's not like Julio missed time. It's not like all those guys. So I think Julio, not for a lack of talent, but just like the way the, the Falcons are trending, Julio Jones on name basis alone is going to be like a top 15 pick. But I don't think he's even going to be like a top five wideout. No, maybe I would be not even top eight. I would no, recommend that everybody exact, avoid him. Pretty much exactly what I was just going to say. My pick was Julio also because the, the Falcons are stagnating and getting worse. Like they, they didn't do anything to improve. Mm-hmm. Like in my opinion, I don't think they did anything to improve. And no. Matt Ryan is getting worse year to year. And when Julio was at his best was when they had like a really good. It was because. The I'd say like Julio's peak was when they had Roddy White. Still, it was Roddy White, Julio Jones, and Kyle Shanahan, offensive coordinator. They've lost that. Not the, oh my god, I'm blanking on who's their number two receiver right now. Technically, Mohamed Sanu. Yeah, okay, it is right. Sanu. Like it's not that Sanu's like that bad. No, he's he's underrated. Sanu's I think the actually. Best quarterback in the league. He is. He, he he's got a perfect passer rating, uh, and he qualifies. Yeah, yeah, it's for it's, the it's, amount of passes thrown. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Oh, that is awesome. Um, <laughs> are the are the Falcons a better team with Mohamed Sanu at quarterback? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. find out this year. Then they are. I think I think, I think they should try when when they're when they're zero and eight halfway through the season. They should just try. No, they're not gonna be zero and eight. No, they'll be like one and seven. They'll finish yeah. eight. They'll finish eight and eight. I think probably. All right. But but yeah. So like Julio Jones, the team is stagnating and getting worse. I I just I don't see like they're gonna have to throw the ball a lot. But w- without a solid, without an actual like number two there anymore, people can just double Julio and it's mm-hmm. harder to get. Like Julio's production last year wasn't that great. He only had like what four touchdowns, four yeah. or five. Mm-hmm. You had him. Oh yeah, it was you awful. Were very upset about it. It was awful. It was three. He had that one game where he had 200 yards yep. that just completely bloviated his numbers. Ever After that, he was not very good. Yeah, in our PPR league, I think it was like he had like 54 points or something like that. And in, then after, in, that, in that particular game. In that game. single game. And then after that, he was like back to his normal numbers for the whole season, which was like 10 the whole time. So, like, it wasn't awful, but he was just like consistently yeah, but 10 average. 10 points is not what you want out of a first round. No, pick. no, it's like no. yeah, it's just consistently average. And yeah, right. he will still go in the first so somehow. The se- so the second part of this, and this one's a little trickier. The player no one will draft, but will be picked off the waivers the first 2 weeks. So, this is a person who will not be drafted <laughs> in the actual 14-15 round draft, but will be picked up shortly after. And I already know mine. Mine is Chris Godwin, who is the other uh, wideout for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, primarily because I think Deshaun Jackson's kind of at that point where like he can really only do one thing. Uh, Mike Evans gets doubled a lot. And that team is, first of all, going to be without their starting quarterback for the first three games. Their defense is not very good. And they are going to need to throw the ball a lot. And he was, like, somewhat highly touted coming out of college. He just has, like, some issues with, like, I don't know, his technique or whatever it was. Um, And I think he's going to, like, really – I'm not trying to say he's going to be, like – this isn't, like, (coughs) him. He's not going to put up numbers like Juju. But he's going to be that player that, like, the first three or four weeks produces really, really well just because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are struggling. And everyone's going to, like, go crazy for him because he's this undrafted second-year player that's putting up 17, 18 points a game. And a bunch of people's receivers are getting hurt. And someone's going to grab Chris Godwin. Is mine. Uh, 
Jerron Brown. Ooh, okay. He's on the Seattle Seahawks now. And with the way that offense is right now, I think uh, people are definitely going to be covering uh, Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. And I, I think he's clearly the number two receiver, or should be the number two receiver on that roster just by attrition. <laughs> uh, so I think he can definitely pick up some looks those first few weeks. He's also going to be the, uh, since Doug Baldwin isn't, you know, Doug Baldwin doesn't become a football player until week eight. Right. Someone's going to have to catch touchdowns weeks one through seven. So it's going to have to be, you know, someone's going to have to do it. Jerron Brown, I like that one. That's a good one. I'll go home for this one. Um, Jamal Williams, running back Green Bay. Okay. Um, he, uh, Back up to, I can't remember the guy's Aaron name. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, yeah. Okay, um, there's light speculation going around that he's actually might get the starter nod week one. Aaron Jones also suspended the first two weeks. Yeah, but like, so so, see, don't so forget I about see, Ty Montgomery, though. Yeah. Yeah, so. so I, saw, I see what you do there. Like, Aaron Jones is suspended the first two games. Yeah. I, I specifically said after the first two weeks. Yeah. So Jamal Williams is. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't, think, uh, I don't think he gets drafted because he's. Definitely not. No. But then. Uh, Aaron Jones owners will be like, oh, oops. And then they'll go after Jamal Williams real quick. That's a good pick. I like that one. Yeah. That's a good one. But you, Matt? Let me see. I have faith in Alex Smith. Okay. Oh, Alex Smith. Okay. No, 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 no. I have faith in Alex Smith's ability oh. that uh, people aren't going to go for anybody on their receiving core, and then Josh Doxson's going to come out of nowhere and be as consistent as when he was flashing the pan last year. Is He's the only... And this isn't me being funny. He's literally the only Redskins receiver outside of Jameson Crowder that I know. Like, he's the only one. Right. So, and Jordan Reed doesn't count. I'm making a... Actually, I got Paul Richardson, too, but yeah. I think he's the... I think Doxson's going to be, like, their slot guy, and you got Alex was, Smith in the slot. Was Richardson yeah. a Seahawk? Richardson? Paul Richardson? Yeah. He No, he's on the Redskins now. Yeah, but he was a Seahawk. He right? was a Seahawk, Okay, yes. that's what I was asking. I have a I have a house rule that we're going to do for every single fantasy league I'm doing where if anybody drafts Jordan Reed, I kick you out of the league. Why? Because why would you draft Jordan Reed to take a spot on your roster to play two games? To get another concussion. To get another concussion and then to never can play I, uh, Can I pick him up off the wafer before week sure. one? <laughs> sure, you can. He'll last a couple weeks Go before right he gets ahead. destroyed. That's a deep, deep, like, because you're talking about, like, oh, Alex Smith, tight end, you know, whatever. So, because he used to have Delaney Walker, and then he went to Travis Kelsey. Now he's got Delaney Walker, Vernon Davis, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's, got, he's had a lot of good tight ends. Vernon Davis. Does, oh, he does get he Vernon does Davis have, back. He does have Vernon Davis. That's going to be the one that no one takes. That, yeah. That's actually a lie. Our friend Krebs is going to take Vernon Davis. Oh, no, he's going to get so hype about it, yeah. too. In our league. league. But in all of your leagues. In all of your leagues, people who are hopefully better than us. Yeah. Put them on your <laughs> top of the waiver wire list watch yeah. list. Mm. Alright, here's a tough one. Oh no. Who will lead the league in touchdowns, not a quarterback? So out of all the skill position players, who will lead the league in touchdowns? All touchdowns. Receiving, rushing, return touchdowns. Wait, Garrett Blunt. <laughs> for, for you audio listeners which is all of you Kuiper just did like the Friday 
<laughs> Explain. <laughs> now. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Look how many times they had the Detroit oh Lions my had a throw <laughs> on the yard line. <laughs> <laughs> now they have Garrett Blunt, who was like led the league two years ago and touched it. And uh, it, been, was, it, was, it was, I think, the past two years. No. Who, who led the league last year? And touchdowns? Right. I think it was Gurley. I think it was Gurley. I think it was Gurley. No. No, it, it wasn't Gurley? Why is you looking that up? What, what were you going to say about that? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's. He led the league in rushing touchdowns two years ago for the Patriots. Right. And that's what. It was, uh. Hold on. Had to have been Gurley. It's either Gurley or Bell or. It's got to be one of those, like, big running backs. But yeah, I think... Maybe Kamara? Was it Kamara? I think he only had eight. Oh, man. I don't know. That's an interesting, uh... But anyway, I get what you're saying about the Garrett Blunt. I he think did. their offense is good enough that they're going to get in the red zone consistently and he'll get those looks. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, not any, not Riddick or Carrion Johnson or... Carrion no. Johnson may never get a red zone look. Ever. In his career, so long as LeGarrette Blunt is there. <laughs> um, I'm going to say one that maybe, I don't know, you guys aren't going to like it, but it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott. God, son of a bitch. I'm sorry, Matt. No, that's what I was going to say again. Um, I know. I know. Because letting Matt go first. Literally, <laughs> the Cowboys. Well, what do they I got? Don't, I don't know who else. The only other options they have are Alan Hearns, who, by the way, it's worth noting, Alan Hearns had a stretch a couple years ago where he caught a touchdown in like seven straight games from for Blake Bortles. So he's clearly got a better quarterback now in Dak Prescott. A fun fact. I'm flipping through this right now to find to find out the combination because uh, it, it, it pro football focus is weird. Yeah, that's what I'm on. Um, the leader for points scored generally last year was Greg Zerline. I just want to let you guys know that. Dude, that that he had Rams, 158 points. The Rams D, dude. I mean, the Rams <laughs> offense just kicking field goals and. But anyway, I had him in fantasy. It was wonderful. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, pretty much, is the only good offensive player they have outside of that. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but the rookie receiver they took, Gallup. I can't remember what his Michael first Gallup. Michael Gallup, yeah. Um, I like him too, actually. I just think the Cowboys are just in this position where, like, they didn't have Zeke last year, and when they didn't have Zeke, they were awful. Like, really bad. So I think Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones are just going to be like, okay, just give them the ball 30 times a game. Just 30 times a game. It, it doesn't they – have, they still have a top-five offensive line. They're they play indoors, and when they do play outdoors, it's in really inclement weather with Washington and Philly and New York. So I don't know, man. I'm sorry I took your answer again, but Zeke okay. is Zeke's gonna he might not. It's really fun. Zeke might have horrible like a horrible yard per carry number. That's because they're gonna give it to him like 40 times a game. Yeah. But he'll have like over 20 touchdowns. Oh, uh, Zeke sweep to the left. Zeke trap up the up the right side. Zeke screen to the left. Pun. Pun. <laughs> Next, or he breaks one and they score a touchdown. Yeah, that's pretty much gonna be it. But I don't, I don't know, man. Zeke, if if it wasn't gonna be Zeke, the only other person that I was gonna say would be like either Johnson or Gurley. Like, I'm not going to say Le'Veon because it's actually shocking how very few rushing touchdowns Le'Veon Bell has. He had Le'Veon Bell had less touch, less rushing touchdowns in Pittsburgh last year than Leonard Fournette did. 
Just a fun fact mm-hmm. that I don't like thinking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so. All right, well, just to be different, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley's going to have the most no, touchdowns. No, that's a, that's a okay, very. It's actually a tie. That's a quality thing. Oh, yeah, getting back to who led the league touchdowns last yeah, year. Yeah, it's a tie between Todd Gurley and DeAndre Hopkins with 13. Wow. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins, the receiving has... touchdown leader. Uh, second place was a tie between uh, Devontae Adams and... Uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. That's right, yeah. They both had 11. Yep. Keep sleeping. Keep sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> upgraded a quarterback, upgraded they're offensive both, line. They're both on the same team. And just like three years in a row now, we've More had a rookie. We've had a rookie come out of nowhere to lead the league in rushing. This time, it'll lead the league in touchdowns. He doesn't have to run around. He just has to in, in near the end zone. He just has to walk. Wait, so five Todd yards really the end only had thirteen it. total touchdowns last year. Yeah, thirteen. Well, that's that's actually wait, he might not have. There's no way. He had. I think he had nineteen. Pretty Hold sure on. he had nineteen. The pro football focus is weird. Hold on. All right, well, as you're doing that, I'll ask the next question. Because um, I feel like all of our answers are going to be pretty similar. All right. There's only two left. This is another tricky one. The receiver who switched teams that will do the best. So out of all the receivers who switched teams, which one of them will perform the best? Cameron Meredith. <sighs> Explain. Uh, no. Oh, that it's was, not not was, gonna be Cameron Meredith. That was just my homer pick. Um, my oh wow. You were gonna say Sammy. No. You weren't gonna say. Oh, well, I'm gonna say Sammy. Okay. Um, this of course comes with the caveat of can he stay healthy? Um, but I mean, if he does, I don't think out of out of all the receivers that did switch teams, he's the best one. So he's better than Jordy. He's better than. Allen Robinson, he's better than. I think he's better than Allen Robinson, but there's, oh, no, it is there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of you know cooks in the kitchen in Kansas City right now, where the Chicago, who is Trubisky gonna throw the ball to that isn't Tariq Cohen or Jordan Howard? The only receiver they're gonna have is Allen Robinson. He's gonna have so much production. Well, they also don't throw the ball to Jordan Howard because he has actual footballs for hands. So he can't actually catch. It's okay. He he's a really good running back. What do you mean? He is. What do you mean by better? Like it's gonna be better than the rest? Or no, better? no. I mean like who has the who will have the most fantasy points? Oh, Brandon Cooks. Oh, okay. Wait, what well, was the question? No, but see, Sorry. it's the same thing with seeing. I could say the same thing about Kansas City though. There's a lot of mouths to feed in LA. I don't know. I think Brandon Cooks wants to prove that he can be the guy. That's what he's been trying to do throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why. he... Wasn't happy in New Orleans. That's why New England didn't really want him. Uh, but I think he'll have his chance now with the remedial talent that's on the Rams receiving uh, core. Receiving core. That's a fair point. That the Rams probably have I a. Think, I just think he likes stands out that much more than anybody else. Uh, Cooper Cup's a good possession guy, mm-hmm. but. Other than that, I mean, Robert Woods. He's, Robert he's just Woods, a deep threat. Right. Yeah, that's all he is. Which is what Brandon Cooks can do, and he's more than that. All right. I, guess I just like Allen Robinson because uh, – I like it. By the way, I like Allen Robinson a lot too. I think okay. he's – Like, in general, the, the strategy against the Bears is put eight in the box, stop Jordan Howard, and then he still 
rushes for 100 yards a game. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're going to put those eight in the box, and Allen Robinson is going to have a field day. If Trubisky shows any sort of improvement from what he showed last year, when he had a couple times last year, he looked like he could be a guy. He could be the guy. That one, the, the guy. Yeah, I like, I like the, the A guy. guy. The Monday night game against Minnesota, where he, I mean, with what he's got against the number one defense in the NFL, I mean, he, he made it a game late with that really cool trick play that Philly stole. One hundred percent. Oh, they they just straight up stole it. That's, that was the exact same play. It Got was him a, a ring. Handoff, toss to the tight end. The tight end throws the ball to the quarterback. It was the exact same play <laughs> that the Philadelphia Eagles ran. Got him a ring. It got, got him a ring, but it all, it got Chicago did it first. <laughs> so if you ask Nick Foles, Nick Foles okay, did it first. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. What are you gonna say? Receiver that switched teams. We have Cooks, I said Watkins, he said Robinson. I think I have to agree with Matt. About Allen Robinson? Yeah. I hate the Bears. I hate the Bears so much. <laughs> you can always go with Cameron Meredith. No thanks. <laughs> uh, but He has the best quarterback in the NFL history throwing him the ball. Hey, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Um, no, uh Technically, Tom I thought Brady. you were gonna. I, I really thought you were gonna say just to be a sad boy. I thought you were gonna say Jordy. Oh, Jordy is not gonna do. No, he's not. I'm no. just saying. Like I thought you were just. He's gonna, gonna be do a, like white out three numbers. In in. Fair enough. Oakland. It's just. Really All right. Final question and possibly the toughest <laughs> one. This will probably be the toughest question. Man, you've already had some tough questions. No, this Will's is gonna. Be, this is gonna be the toughest one. Who will be the highest scoring quarterback in the NFC West? The NFC West between Goff, Garoppolo, oh, and Wilson. Oh my God! We're obviously not assuming whoever the Arizona Cardinals use, but out of Garoppolo, Wilson, and Goff, who will be the highest scoring? Wilson rushing. The rushing and the sheer percentage of offense that goes through him, Russell Wilson. I know y'all want to say Garopp, the King Garopp, and like Gucci Garopp. <laughs> I'm gonna say Jared Goff. Because I think, and this is going to be a really, really unpopular opinion, I think the Seahawks are only going to win six games. I just think they're 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 so bad. That's the floor with Russell Wilson. And That's the bare minimum floor with Russell but, Wilson. But, but, Nothing else on the team would have to function for the Seahawks to get six but games. But even if they only win six games, Russell Wilson's still such a high percentage of their offense. He accounted for like almost all their touchdowns last year again, right? But That's more he, garbage time. But, but, part, but part of what part of what I think is going to happen is they're going to not start out very well, and Russell Wilson. Okay, listen, not getting into any sort of conspiracies and things like that because that's not what I do. But Andrew Luck. Bill Belichick sat Malcolm Butler but on purpose. But that, listen, that had, like, <laughs> solid legs behind it where, like, players were coming out and expressing that mm-hmm. that might have been what happened. Um, Andrew Luck last year, I, I have a hunch that Andrew Luck probably was okay to play last year, but the GM just sat him because he looked around and he was like, wow, this roster's trash, and I don't want to jeopardize my franchise quarterback behind a really bad O-line and a bad defense. And what a lot of people don't know is this is Pete Carroll's last year on his deal, and he's almost 70. Well, it's probably his last year as a coach. Yeah, so part of me kind of thinks that the Seahawks are going to go into this year, and if they don't win the first couple games, like, Andrew, like Russell Wilson will just show up on an injury report 
with a quad injury. Like, oh, man, he can't play. And then they'll lose maybe the next two games, and then Pete Carroll will get fired. Or release. They wouldn't fire him, but they'll, like, release him. And then, like, maybe Russell Wilson comes back, and he plays a couple more games. And, oh, man, he's, his quadricep got hurt again. Like, I feel like it's going to be one of those issues. Hawks kind of know that there's no way in hell they're going to win the division this year. There's just no way. Yeah, but I also think there's no way in hell that Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson skip out on one more year of working together. Um, That's a fair counterpoint, I guess. Yeah, yeah I they they mesh really well. They've always meshed really well. They yeah. they're you know very friendly with each other. Mm -hmm. I, I it will they will continue to do that for one more year. Um, Are you all, so you're all saying Russell Wilson? I would think I would think Russell Wilson just because like there is nothing else, like at least. I mean, I guess not so much the 49ers, but the Rams have you know Todd Gurley. Mm -hmm. Niners have. They got the goat. They got they got Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> they have the goat, man, and a, and a very underrated wide receiver, Marquise um, Goodwin. Yep. And uh, so that that'll that'll play in their favor. All three teams are gonna have a lot of offense. Yeah, it's gonna be a wild division to watch. Uh, but just Russell hey, Wilson single handedly does so much. Arizona won seven games last year. Oh, yeah. with no David Johnson. I mean, and I think they had Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, you can't forget about David Johnson being back. So it's a huge deal. Yeah. He was like he was that entire offense two years ago, so you, you can't count him out either. That 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 division is going to be very interesting. I'm excited about it. Fantasy wise, you I don't think you could go very wrong with Russell Wilson. No, I would never. Uh, it would never be. An, I'm not saying this in the sense of like, if I'm in the fifth or sixth round and Russell Wilson hasn't been taken yet, oh, I'm taking it. Oh, absolutely. But like, it's I just have this sneaky suspicion that like, the Seahawks are trying to play like three dimensional chess. When they look around and they look at the Rams and how loaded that roster is, and they look at the 49ers and they say, you know, man, they are about a year away from like really being a contender. And you look at the Arizona Cardinals and they were like, wow, they drafted like what really outside of like receiver, the only thing they really needed was quarterback. I just think the Seahawks are in this weird predicament where they're like, man, like, do we really throw Russell Wilson out there behind this bad O line? that might not have a running game with no Jimmy Graham to be tied for second in touchdowns with no real good defense. Are we really going to do that? Like, I just think there's a part of, uh, part of this season. There's going to be some talk about Russell Wilson being injured when he might not actually be severely injured. We'll see. I, like I said, if it's really going to be Pete Carroll's last year, I think, I think they're going to try to go out with a bang. Hey man, if they win like nine or 10 games, then maybe it won't be Pete Carroll last uh, year. They might win nine or ten games. So, because I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be pretty bad. But. I think I think it'll. I think they'll go eight and eight, personally. But because the floor, I the floor with Russell Wilson six is six games. That's the bare minimum. They they won't lose more. They they won't win less than that. It just that's if just how it plays. goes. If he plays the whole year, yeah, yeah. and I think it. he that will. That was all I had. So that was some thought. You know, some thought provoking fantasy stuff i think um all right i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna do a thing i just came up off on the spot because i just want to do it real quick i'm gonna give you a position you're gonna tell me one player that's overrated one player that's underrated in it for fantasy from fantasy standpoint yep we're just gonna go down the line quarterback <sighs> well we're starting with matt we're just gonna go around yep. the table that way matt can go first so uh Kuiper yeah, 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 yeah. Answer. what what are we looking at here what do we got how long we've been? How long we've been BSing for? A little under an hour. 
that's cool. We could do this now, and then we'll talk briefly about the fantasy draft we you did. You want to tag it so you can cut that out? Huh? You want to tag it so we can... Oh, no, no, no. We've been running for 55 minutes. They could see it on the time code. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to cut out the part where we're talking You think we edit it? this? I do edit this, actually. <laughs> Evidently. Yeah, I also delete it sometimes. Cut the, whole thing. <laughs> cut the whole thing last episode. It was yeah. that bad. Just put in the waiting music, like lobby music. Just need some elevator music? Yeah. Dude. That's a solid move. That's a solid move. All right, so we're doing overrated, underrated quarterbacks. Yep, over, start with under. Matt. Over, under. Over, that's it. Over, under. Overrated Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Finally, someone said it. Yep, there it is. Finally, someone there it says is. it. My goodness. I thought you were on the Watson train. Not not to be the first overall quarterback taken, like some people are doing, which is insane. He had seven touchdowns in two games. I don't care. Why would you not? If you're going to take a quarterback first, why wouldn't it be Aaron Rodgers on a revenge year? It's either Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. Do you think Aaron Rodgers cares enough to have a revenge game? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You think, you think the man that stands on the podium and drinks a grape crush after he beats the Vikings doesn't want to go on a revenge year? That's a very good point. He did, He did like, drink uh, a lot he, of grape crush. He gets, he gets mad. against two Viking games. He's going to play hard against everybody. Like, Aaron Rodgers does get mad. He, yeah, he gets mad. And at, he's mad. At Matt, he gets mad at Mike he McCarthy. He's mad that his time's getting taken up by playing football. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. For these All swine. Right. Okay, so overrated Deshaun Watson. Thank you. My <laughs> goodness. Oh, you're welcome. Woo. Underrated. I feel like a bridge just got lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> Finally, Alex, someone else. Alex Smith. <laughs> oh, now the bridge is back. <laughs> Why, Matt? Because he's gonna be good. Ugh. Oh, that's great. He plays in a weak division. A weak division? The Super Bowl champs are in that division. <laughs> <laughs> they have a team that went fourteen and two a couple years ago in that division. Yeah, well, fourteen and three. I'm sorry. Ezekiel Elliott's in that, that division. division every year. It's huh? someone wins that division. A different team wins that division every year. It's so the Redskins of... division champs. Matt Nelson's calling it. <laughs> no, I just for fantasy. I think Alex Smith's gonna have another good year. Ezekiel People were Elliott. down on him. People were down on him last year. He had one of the best deep balls. This year, he might not have, like, one of the biggest deep threats or whatever, but, like, he's going to be serviceable enough as a fantasy quarterback that he's just going to be good. Like, we're talking in terms of fantasy. I'm not saying the Redskins are going to, like, light a fire under the NFC East or anything, but from Alex Smith, standpoint. from a fantasy standpoint, Alex Smith is going to have damn good stats again. Go ahead. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Go ahead. We're doing overrated first? Yeah, overrated, then underrated. Tom Brady. Yep. Good job. Um, if you look at Brady's numbers in the from like November on since like 2015, it is very subtle, but he is getting worse and worse. <coughs> no way! It's like in, he's getting older or something. La- I know. In the late portions of the year, every single year he's gotten worse and worse. And we're talking about a team that is going to be without Brandon Cooks, going to be without Danny Amendola. Might be without Rob Gronkowski. We don't know. Edelman will be back, but they have a rookie running back that might potentially become, like, the focal point of their offense. Their defense is not very good. I think Brady is still, like, obviously, like, 
we're talking about fantasy where he is overrated. Obviously, like Brady still is like a really good quarterback, but I just think that his numbers are getting worse. And I think he's in a, like we talked about, this is the worst probably surrounding cast he's had in years. Um, underrated. Uh, this is tough. Under, because I feel like in a lot of fantasy drafts, you know, two quarterbacks go for each team. So that's 24 quarterbacks in our league. And it's 20 in most other leagues. So, like, that's over half the league. So, obviously, you're not going to – a lot of people get drafted. Well, even if they get drafted, like, like on average, somebody gets drafted too low, somebody you think isn't as valued as they should be, mm-hmm. underrated. Man, I'm – I, I want to say Derek Carr, but I'm not going to say Derek Carr. Um, I think that's a fine answer. I think – yeah, but I don't think he's going to do well this year, so I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say Marcus Mariota. Yep, that's a good one too. Um, last Plans year, I don't think he really – he's still in a – he was he was in a system that really put a lot of handcuffs on him and didn't really allow him to, like, use his athleticism and be creative. There's still, like, a run-first team, but I don't think that you could – being a run-first team doesn't mean that you have to have, like, shackles – on your starting quarterback, and I really think Marcus Mariota last year was just not allowed to do things. He has, like, decent wideouts. Like, his Corey Davis, who's an okay rookie or second-year player. He's got uh, Delaney Walker. He's got, uh, I think he still has Eric Decker. I'm not sure. Um, and your, one of your favorite players, Derrick Henry, yeah. is there now, along with Deion Lewis, who's a good pass receiving back when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Marcus Mariota is a little underrated. Are you? You're going to say underrated is Drew Brees, aren't you? I don't know. <laughs> not, not for fantasy. Not for fantasy. Okay, okay. yeah. Uh, overrated. I'm going to explain why first. Uh, you don't get points for accuracy. You don't get points for not throwing interceptions. Aaron Rodgers. You get po- you get you don't get minus points. Yeah, but you for throw- <laughs> like him not throwing interceptions. I mean, I sort of can see it. I'd say on average, especially in six-point touchdown, uh, throwing touchdown leagues, Aaron Rodgers is going to get taken in the first round by somebody. Even in our league, which is a four-point passing touchdown, but then you get like some points for completions and shit, you weird-ass scoring systems. Hmm. Uh, someone's going to draft Aaron Rodgers in the first round. and Or second. Nah, he'll get drafted in the first round for sure. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if that... I feel like any no quarterback is good enough to be taken in, in the a first round. in a coming into a year that's incredibly talent rich in both running back and receiver this year, like more than it's been in a while. I think. Uh, I agree with that. Bare minimum, Aaron Rodgers should go bottom of the second. I no, I I agree with Justin. Like I think there's a lot of that's, depth at running back and wideout this year the more than two. Yeah. gonna your running game's hopefully gonna take more of a role than Aaron Rodgers has. He puts up. He does put up, I think, when when he's played a full year, I do think he, at the end of the year, usually is in the top three as far as points go. But I'm sure if you looked at it from, like, a game-to-game basis, kind of how Corey's saying, like, he probably is somewhere kind of close to the average. It's uh, it's more about, like, his final numbers yeah. where usually, like, maybe he's thrown three or four more touchdowns, and like I said, he's thrown significantly less interceptions, so he's not getting negative If I points. remember correctly, it's kind of 
the years that all three of them have played the full year, it's kind of been, it's just been a shuffle between him, Breeze, yeah. and Brady. And you have before the, the year before the injury year, people forget like his first like eight weeks, that relaxed year, mm-hmm. he was terrible fantasy wise. He got you like twelve points. Yep, and then he blew up afterwards. Yeah. Right, which an average out, but you're still taking those hits for the first mm-hmm. half of the year. Yeah, where you need to win. Right. I think so who's team, under who's underrated yeah. for you then? Uh I Cam Newton. Okay. From I, a fantasy standpoint, I can't right. argue that. It, like, the offense runs through him. It literally runs through him. Like I want somebody who plus in most leagues where your quarterbacks get rushing points and rushing yards are weighted more than passing yards, he's gonna get you more points on average of yards. Yeah. I don't. I don't like Cam Newton. Right. I as, don't either. As a as a quarterback, I think he is definitely like bottom half. But as a fantasy. But as a fantasy player, he's. It's undeniable what he could produce. Yeah, yeah. You have a you have you have a quarterback who could get you two to three rushing touchdowns a game. Which Potentially. Is, which is just insane. Or he could. Or he could throw four interceptions. <laughs> I had him last year. I know all about so, yeah, that. Yeah. So. so. Did you do yours? No. I, you I went yours. last. And I, I'm going last on all these, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, you are, because you're giving us them. Mm-hmm. Overrated, uh, I was going to say Tom Brady. So, okay. for, like, pretty much the same reasons. Mm-hmm. If he loses Gronk, he tanks, I think. He, he falls really Probably hard. to, like, six, maybe yeah. seven, quarterback. Um, underrated, I have a couple different answers I want to explore. It's fun with you guys. Um, any of the other three NFC North quarterbacks? <laughs> As far as underrated, I don't yes. think Matt Stafford's underrated. I think so. I, I think it's the opposite of Rodgers. Where like, yeah. from a fantasy standpoint, like Stafford's like, like people like. I feel like every single year we do a fantasy draft, someone takes Matt Stafford in like the eighth or ninth round, and someone says, "Wow, that's a really good pick." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Matt Stafford falls to like the middle rounds, and then someone just randomly takes him, and everyone's like. Man, how'd he get all the way there? <laughs> like, it helps that that we have Matt's uncle there, who will almost say, man, that's a really good pick, after almost every pick. That's true, yeah. <laughs> that's me too, though, because I'm really positive at drafts. I think that's because I get hyped. I don't think Kirk Cousins this year will be undervalued. I think every year prior to No, no, he's to gonna that, be he's going to be overvalued. But he's going to be overvalued. Trubisky's going to be undervalued as fuck. Because we don't know yet. Yep, but I think he's going to be good, and it makes me mad. Okay. Also, also, I'm putting too many into this. Uh, I just wanted to say that for fun, but like my real answer for that is Tyrod Taylor. He ain't going to play a whole season, though. He, he might. He might. There's talk for the that weeks, he is way, way ahead of Baker. Which makes sense, because Baker's a rookie. He should sit for a year. Uh Baker also Ty- is kind of okay with sitting for a year. Yeah, he should like, be. He should like be okay with it. Cheek type of way. He's when he was on Fox making his rounds on all the shows. He kind of alluded to the fact that like, yeah, he wants to play, but he's he kept saying it is like the best thing that happened to me when I was at Oklahoma was sitting out that first year. Mm-hmm. That was the best thing that happened to me. So like him saying that publicly is like, like whoa, like. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he should sit. You know, which would be unlike the Browns. Yeah. Um, but I, but I think they've. This might be the year they finally start making, uh, you know, proper decisions. Uh, <laughs> but never have before. But Tyrod is because, and I would say 
completely because of the, the Buffalo Bills as an organization. He has been consistently undervalued and is the probably the most the most like bang for your buck quarterback there is in the NFL right now. You're not gonna have to you're not gonna have to like He's not gonna like he's not gonna be amazing, but he's not gonna be bad either. He's he doesn't, just gonna, yeah, he's he's not gonna, gonna turn the ball over. He's gonna make he's gonna make plays flow in the game, which could be exactly what Cleveland needs for the amount of talent they have on that team. Right. And fantasy wise That works. Uh he does do some rushing still. And he will go he will not he will go undrafted and score pretty well. Especially at the, the the top of the season, I think. All right, are we? Or do you want to do uh, all the other? How much time do we have? Oh or? yeah, that only took like ten minutes. Uh, yeah. So you want to do running back? Go ahead, running back. We'll make it a little quicker this time, though. Okay, first. Yeah, uh, we'll go the other way now. Snake right. it. Overrated. Who did I have for overrated? I just had just it. wrote it down. Right. Uh, <sighs> anyway, I'll do underrated first. Okay. I'm thinking about it, Chris Thompson. On the Redskins. Okay. 100%. Uh, 100%. 100%. He's, he's with Captain Checkdown now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, compared to Kirk Cousins, who didn't really dump it off too much. He did it when he had to. But when Chris Thompson got those checkdowns, he made shit happen. Yeah, he was, like, really good. Like, he was, like, sneaky good last year. But then he got injured. And people just stopped caring about the Redskins because literally every Redskins offensive player got injured last year. Mm. So, okay, over, I like that one. Overrated was Devontae Freeman. Uh, same reasons that you guys were talking about, like Falcons not being good this year. When your team's not doing good, you don't run the ball as much because you're playing from behind. Mm-hmm. So, he's not going to be getting as many carries and looks. Yeah, I think it's going to be more of a Tevin Coleman show. Maybe. He's the better. They both can catch. Right. But Tevin's the, like, catch. Like, he's the third down specialist. Right. I'm going to say, kind of in a weird inverse way, for the opposite reason you were talking about Allen Robinson, I'm going to say Jordan Howard's a little overrated. Because I think that system has gone from what, kind of how you said, where, like, they'd stack eight guys in the box, but the Bears really didn't have a choice. They had to give him the ball. Where now... They can kind of stretch things a little bit with Robinson. They have Trey Burton at tight end, who's like kind of be pretty good. He played a couple really good games in Philadelphia, and they still have Tariq Cohen. So I don't, I don't think that it's. I don't think Jordan Howard's going to be bad. I think he's going to have a really good year. I just think that people are going to draft him based around the idea that the offense got better. But when the offense doesn't really like fully benefit him, it benefits everybody as a whole. And I think more people it's gonna like equal out whereas like he's not his production isn't gonna skyrocket and everybody else is gonna stay the same his is gonna kind of stay the same and everyone else's is gonna come up uh that's overrated man underrated i'm gonna say do i almost like do i want to say this again (laughs) i because i talked about him the other week who he's gonna be my rookie of the year is gonna be royce freeman yeah um he was a 20-touchdown guy in Oregon, which is the fastest offense in college football. Um, Oregon actually kind of has a sneaky history of putting really good, like, pretty decent running backs into the league, like with a Garrett Blunt. And uh, obviously, you know, he didn't a- and end up being an actual running back, but Anthony Thomas, who was a really good return man, 
uh, for the Chiefs for a while. And I just think Freeman, he's in a situation where Case Keenum's his quarterback. Um, they're on a team that is still based around the idea that they play really good defense and they play ball control. And Case Keenum isn't going to kind of how Trubisky might. Case Keenum's not going to go out there and just sling it 35 to 40 times a game because he's not going to need to because they have a really good defense. So I think Freeman is going to get a lot of carries just based around the idea that the, the, the style that the Broncos play. Whereas the Bears, they have, they're going to be going up against Minnesota twice a year, the Packers twice a year, and Detroit twice a year. And those are going to be shootouts. So you're not Jordan Howard's not going to be so like I just don't want people to say oh you said Jordan Howard like no 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 it, it's completely different because the Bears are going to be in a lot of back and forth offensive affairs whereas the Broncos could potentially shut down a lot of teams and then just grind the clock out so that was my pick. Mm. Well, based on draft positions and whatnot, my underrated is my boy Derrick Henry. I agree. that's a good one. Yeah, like people have him at like almost third rounds third round talent mm-hmm. he's got to be high second low mm-hmm. first i just I, I know that Dion lewis is splitting with him but like he's gonna he's not gonna Dion lewis is not gonna take the kinds of carries away from him that demarco murray did right i just think he's gonna be really really good did the statistic what is it for the Tennessee titans <laughs> every episode you say it <laughs> it was a 60 if he got over 65 rushing yards or something like they're that, undefeated they're undefeated so like they're going to feed him the ball. Yeah, I don't think Deion Lewis is not going to get that many carries. That's what I'm saying, dude. Not That's at what, all. Derrick Henry, people people aren't sleeping on him, but they're sleeping on him a little bit. They're napping. They forget they, nappy. they forget about him because of how deep the running back class is now. Whereas, like, just two years ago, it was, like, th- three people. And if you don't get one of those three, like, what are you gonna do? roll a dice. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. My underrated. Lewis is going to get third down looks between the 20s. And that's pretty much it. Right. My underrated was going to be Derrick Henry, so oh, okay. that's just who's fine. Who's your overrated? Oh, you're already, who's your overrated? Matt's laughing. I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to say it. Melvin Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's that good. He gets like one game with five touchdowns or whatever, and people are like, oh, he's a bad. I don't like him either. Thank you. Uh, but as a fan, from a fantasy perspective, from a I fantasy think. standpoint, I, I need consistency. I, you give me one fifty-point game, good for you. Where were you when I was needing a playoff run? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a fine one. But yeah, I, so I think I mentioned that the other the one time we were doing the running backs with Melvin Gordon's that player that like from a real life standpoint, like wow, he's actually really good. But from a fantasy standpoint, he goes like long stretches where he doesn't have a touchdown, and like Matt said, he has one game where he has five. People and he finishes the year with like nine. You're like, oh, that's a really good year. And they're like, no. In 15 games, he had four touchdowns. <laughs> so yeah, underrated, Derrick Henry. Overrated, Todd Gurley. What? No. Yep. No. He will. He will be. He will barely skirt as a top five running back this year. You what? <laughs> Why? Why? He's gonna slump. There's just you 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 have a they, the, they don't, the addition of cooks. Yes, I think the, the Rams are getting to a point where they might not have to rely on him as much, and that's okay. It's better for his health, uh, but he will not be the same monster 
that he was a year ago, and I think everybody is banking on that, who picks him as like their first running back every single draft. Is he going to be the David Johnson of this year? Yep. Where he gets injured? He won't get injured. I just think he will, like his play will be lessened, which is fine. I, I think it should happen. Fair enough. Because it's not healthy to keep up what he did last year. You're going to do wideouts now, starting with Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Overrated, underweighted, under, overweighted? Well, we, overweighted. Had, we had a discussion about overrated it earlier. Overrated, Kelvin the... Benjamin. Oh. Oh. Damn. Okay, well, Matt, Matt and I's overrated is both going to be Julio. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You can skip. We talked about that one already. So we could just we, do we had, we had... It might be Allen. Wouldn't it be Allen Robinson? Or do you have another player? Uh, it's going to be between Allen Robinson and T.Y. Hilton. Okay. I say T.Y. Hilton because with Andrew Luck coming back, a lot of that offense is going to be underrated. Is that confirmed? Pretty much. He was throwing footballs, okay? That means jack shit to me. Was it confirmed? <laughs> <laughs> Until it he's is not, confirmed. Listen, Justin, he's not going to play a lick in the preseason. He's yeah. He's going to do barely anything in training camp. We... The, the Colts won't know <laughs> until, like, the day before their first game. The Colts know. They won't say. Okay, the Colts know, but they just won't say. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, if, <laughs> if Andrew Luck is actually healthy, it would be T.Y. Hilton. But at the same time, I really like Allen Robinson. So. Roll them dice, buddy. Yeah. Go ahead and draft T.Y. I rolled it last year, and it didn't work out. <laughs> Well, yeah, I wonder why. I did. I wrote I wrote it the the year T.Y. Hilton was... got the best wide receiver that year. See, you did, the thing. Yeah. I was so high on T.Y. Hilton last year. So high. He was one of the only players I picked in all four of the leagues I was in. Oh, he'll be incredible he's as a, long as Luck's playing. He's a he's a, he's a one trick. He's a one trick pony. Yeah, yeah, but that ends up working as long as Andrew That's Luck's fine. throwing if the ball. Luck's there, you could be a one trick pony. Mike Wallace was a one trick pony in the Steelers, and that was fine. It worked. It worked. Yeah. It did. It, 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 Sometimes it's just how, how you need to do. My underrated is Robbie Anderson. Ah. Um, Robbie's a really good player. As long as he doesn't get suspended. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get suspended. Mm-hmm. Robbie, for his short time in the Jets, really hasn't had like a really good quarterback. And I'm not trying to say Sam Darnold is like great. But I definitely think he's in the best situation that he's ever been in. And like we mentioned, you know, a lot of those teams in the AFC East, and Patriots included... Not many good defenses, and the Jets have a good defense. So I think uh, I think Robbie can have a pretty good year, and I don't think he he's literally going to be one of those people that like kind of how your what your uncle does, where like he falls until the ninth, tenth round, and someone takes him and he's like, oh man, that's a good pick, that's good value, that's good value. I had him on my board, I just didn't know if I was going to take him. Had him on my board, can't believe you went this far. Why didn't you take him then? We're, now we're going to complain <laughs> about your uncle. Like <laughs> you guys, you. you we have so many y'all listeners. You don't know. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a, a secret episode that we're never gonna release, where we just talk about all the memes from our fantasy from our league. fantasy league, which would literally take about two hours. We'll do like a lot. Probably the episode before our league draft. I'd like to do a little background oh, on like our fantasy league. league, just league just like, yeah, just a little yeah, league history. This is year five. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of it. Yeah, we are going into what year five now. This is no this year is, six. This is year six. Yeah, we've yeah. been doing this for six years now. It's kind of hard to believe. Yeah, we've had. Uh, that I haven't made the playoffs in five fucking years. I made it all but one. We. I'm trying I'm to. Think. S- I'm so good in my other <laughs> leagues. I don't know what it is. Stop memeing so much. It's not. It is a meme. It is. And you're memeing. Wait. Okay. We got just before Corey goes. Rook. Just. A, it is six, right? Because the first year. Yeah. yeah it was your six. uncle won. Yeah. Yeah. Then the year after that. Who won? Was it Genhart? Yeah, Genhart. Yeah, it was Genhart. Genhart. That was that Genhart. was the that was the dual tight end. <laughs> yeah, where he took Gronk and Graham. Gronk. 
and he says it was the tight ends, but in all reality, DeMarco Murray had 1,800 rushing yards. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next, so it was, yeah, okay, so it was your your uncle, because of the, 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 the trade that almost ended La Liga in its first year. <laughs> in its infancy. In its infancy. We'll, we'll talk about that then, yeah, in that episode. Then uh, Genhart with the dual tight ends. <laughs> then me getting super, super lucky with running backs two years in a row. Uh, and then it was Shively. Shively, who withstood like half his team getting injured, <laughs> and still won. Which so. happens to him every it's year. One, anyway. two, three, four. That's five. Yeah, this will be this, this will be year six. So exciting. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Overrated is Adam Thielen. Born on a Thielen. He's more white. than a Thielen. He's white. He's not that crazy. What? Stop! <laughs> no! Oh, no! No, honestly, people are probably high on him because of that. Right. Because of that catch. He, has, he gets a lot of yards, though. He, people are high on him, though. I don't think he's as good as Diggs. No, he's not. And that's my underrated. Is Diggs? All right. I like there you that. Go. I, I yeah, like that, dude, too. This thing, they got Thielen as the 10th best receiver that's in fantasy. That's not true. I was going to Where's do a very Diggs? similar thing with a different team. Uh, 12, yeah, 13, 14, 15. Should be reversed. That should easily be reversed. Right. Uh, I think so. Uh, I'll draft Diggs every year, even after he crushed me. <laughs> Diggs. Uh, fun fact: Diggs uh, was the number one receiver on contested catches last year. He was number one, higher than everybody else. That's which, dope. So. I'm like Adam Thielen, who's just white and gets open passes because he's white and nobody cares about him. <sighs> <Ooh>. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. All right. He also All right. looks like a meth head. For tight. He d- Hold on. Well, I, we got to do receivers. I, hi. Oh, yeah, you haven't gone. I, I mean, I've been itching We're skipping you for tight ends. We're not letting you. No, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, overrate is Golden Tate. Yes. He runs. <laughs> he runs one route. He runs every route. He has the highest yard per catch rate out of any wide Corey, receiver. he likes Canada more than America. He wears his American Damn. flag thing to Canada. All right, and then underrated. So he's always in Canada or always in America. I'll I'll, like I'll, I'll get into this in a second because my underrated is Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones has one route. <laughs> <laughs> the the reverse. No, the uh that that transition started happening last year, and you just need to watch tape to see it. I. Damn. I don't like either of them. Me neither, but you they like should be Kenny swapped. Galladay. I don't like Kenny Galladay. Uh-oh. Now, Galladay's going to be... The, Detroit's kind of like... The, the Detroit receivers are like the Patriot running backs. Where, like, you have absolutely no idea which one is going to be really good going into the game. So if you have, like... What you should pretty much do is if you draft one Detroit receiver, draft all of them, and then just put their names in a hat before your game and the one you start. Yeah, so it's like... Like Denver a couple years ago. Yeah, like Denver with Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Demarius Thomas. Yeah. So now we're going to do, what, tight ends? Yeah, for tight ends, you can't pick Gronkowski as you're overrated. Just skip him because I, otherwise... We I already think... did it, yeah. Because he, he is... Assume... I, but that's the thing. I don't think Gronkowski is overrated because when he's healthy and when he's available, he's the most unstoppable thing in football. So I don't think he's overrated. I just think we don't know. So you can't. You have to like kind of leave him off the list. Die roll. Uh, yeah, he's a die roll. All right, go ahead. Uh, As I'm pushing my Dunkin' Donuts uh, cup into you. Oh, sponsor has Dunkin' Donuts. 
Yo, for real though, right? I, I enjoy it. I love your cold brew coffee. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god, I'll cold stop swearing fucking... on this show if you sponsor us. What a great ultimatum! I'll stop swearing like they care. <laughs> yeah, right. I think um, overrated is Evan Ingram. Okay. And underrated. Do it. What? Just do it. Go ahead. What? I don't. I think I don't. No, you that. have no idea who yeah? I'm gonna. Yeah. Go say. ahead. I think underrated is Eric Ebron. No, no, no. I did not expect okay. that actually. No, that's fine. That's that's a fair. Uh... <laughs> let's let's talk about the whole wheelhouse of Detroit receivers. <laughs> oh, that's right. What? Well, no, he's not on. Is he not on Detroit anymore? No, he's on uh, the Colts. He's on the Colts now. Oh, well, that actually might be dope. See, I totally Possibly. missed that. That's yeah. even better. That solidifies my decision that's as long as Andrew bigger, Luck throws footballs. That's a bigger gamble. <laughs> All right. Um, overrated, Greg Olson. Yep. Uh, Greg getting Olson, too old. Greg Olson is getting too old. He almost retired and got a job for Fox and then just didn't. And was like, oh, I guess I'll play again. He had like, how many games did he play last year? Like three? Yeah, he yep. got a lot of money. That's why he didn't do it. That's true. I don't think he's going to be very good. And then, oh, man, underrated. I'm going to say Austin Safarian Jenkins. Yay. Uh, who is one. now a Jaguar. Yep. And it's he exciting. actually like kind of got his life back on track and had a pretty decent season for the Jets. And he's, along with him and Fournette, are really the only red zone threats that Jacksonville I, has. Yeah, I think that's a very exciting and, move. Yeah. And Jacksonville's going to get a lot of probably short fields so it's you know that factors into it so overrated is kyle rudolph uh, i think it's a crowded field and he'll have stretches where he'll not be good and not consistent why is that because he gets drunk before <laughs> the <games. laughs> i draft him every year though you do and uh not this year though Right, I, and then he'll just have a game where he's like average, and people are like, "Oh, look at that! <laughs> he's pretty good because he's uh he's not drunk, and he's not drunk." Right, and so that's my overrated. Underrated would be Evan Ingram. I, I think, think he's underrated. Mm-hmm. Mm. I haven't really looked at lists too much, but uh, at, from last year, he. He, he benefited could, from a really good situation. Right. He could be. Uh, he could. He's I looking think, just as. Like he said, could be if he puts on the muscle. He could be just as unstoppable as Gronk. I think. I think he has such a refined uh, route tree mm-hmm. and hands that he's and he's also a good blocker outside of things. Well, like if football. he shows that, that's fine. I just don't think he's a top five tight end talent. That's. I don't know. And you're getting Odell back, and you have Barkley which is going to hurt his production. Because Odell scores a lot of touchdowns from outside the red zone. And if yeah. they get in the red zone, Barkley's going to get the ball a lot. So, No, but I the, Evan Ingram is the closest thing athleticism-wise, I think, to, I guess you could say, like the upper echelon of tight ends, like the Kelseys and the Gronks. He just doesn't have the like body for it yet. So if he uh, if he decides to do that, then you know, see what happens. 
All right, Justin. Go ahead and say Jimmy Graham is underrated. Uh, I won't, but, I mean, uh, he is, but okay. I say it too much. I say it too much. Let's yeah. go somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Come on. I got I to gotta keep it interesting for the fam. For the fam. You say for the what? For the fam. Oh, for the fam. The fad fam. The yeah, fad the, the, fam. The, the fad pod fam, dude. Oh, fad that's pod good. Fam. Episode title, fad fam. <laughs> the fad fam. Okay. Yeah, our fa- yeah. Oh, we didn't even come up with an episode yet. Episode I mean, title? I was assuming it was just going to be a Hopefully fantasy. this one uploads. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> this one uploads. Bad fan fam. Did it send? Football After Dark, episode 9. Just send it. That's, that'd be a, did it send. That'd be a good one. Uh, did you send it? I hope I, I, hope I will. Can but, you see this now? Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The non-invisible episode. <laughs> Overrated is Jordan Reed. Come on. I agree. <laughs> put I'm him at the put him like yeah, towards no, the bottom. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, gonna play three games. Yeah. Screw Jordan Reed. Um. I'm sure, he's a nice guy, but you gotta find another line of work, dude. I think I agree with Corey. Eric Ebron's really underrated. Wait, you mean... Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, I mean. Yeah, you mean Evan Ingram. I confuse the two a lot. I I do it all the time, yeah. But no, I think... Yeah, he should be... I think he he might be a top three. I don't think he's going to be a top five. I ain't got... That's what makes it great, because you guys can disagree, because it's a free country. Yay! Because right now... All right, let's look at... According (laughs) to Matt Dustman's list he has here, let's look at the top three right now, right? You grab Kronkowski, who, as long as he stays healthy and everything, will be great... I highly doubt it this year. I very highly doubt Kelsey. everything will be okay with Rob Gronkowski this year. Two's Kelsey. Next is Travis Kelsey, who Going if to be top three. if Pat Mahomes does not improve, I Kelsey might have <laughs> Kelsey might it's if it's a die she, roll. You're Mahomes a new quarterback. Does not improve from the one game that we saw last year. Kelsey's going to be a top five tight end. He might be number five instead of yeah. number one, where he should be after Gronk has problems. He's going to be the best problems. tight end in football this year. Zach Ertz is always good. So I'm drafted in number two overall. Always. Ertz was only good one year. But then he was good last year, too. That's so what I said. It was just last year. Just two last years ago, year? he was also pretty good. You think so? No, he wasn't. Yeah. Everybody always said Zach Ertz is going to be good this year. He's going to be good this year. He never was until this last year. How long he's been in the league? I feel I feel like been in the league a very long time. Wow, crazy how long he's been in the league. I like him though. Anyway, that team's too good now. Yeah, and so like I don't know. Eric Ebron is very low though. Holy shit. Because he has wounds for hands. Yeah, um, and also, we still don't know. <laughs> still don't know. Still about, don't know about, about Colonel Andrew. Yep, don't know. Colonel Andrew Luck. But yeah. Uh, do we care about? No. Okay. No. So no, I'm not going to do that shit. Do is we had a mock draft this last week on the 4th of July. Uh, unfortunately, Matt Dustman was not able to attend because he wasn't doing anything weedy. He was trying to interview LeBron James. He was trying to interview LeBron James. So we have proof that outside, he was in Los Angeles. I stood outside the Staples Center for six we are, we are hours. Three episode, okay. We are three episodes removed from an investigative journalism segment because LeBron James wouldn't talk to Matt. It's your fault, LeBron. Ruining everything. I'm going to list Kuiper, Justin, and my teams. I'm not going to tell him which is which. And Matt's going to decide which one is the better Oh, mine's going to be so easy, though, like to tell it's mine, at least. All right. Now that you said that, yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's it's obvious. Yeah, it is kind of obvious. <laughs> and I already said it. What, well, I already said what mine is. It's okay. Team one: David Johnson, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Adams, Demarius Thomas, Brandon Cooks, Royce Freeman, Joe Mixon, Devontae Parker, Vikings defense: Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, George Kittle, uh, Robbie Gold, and Josh Rosen. I'm not supposed to know whose team that is, but you looked at Kuiper when you were pronouncing Gil's name. Well, you just didn't know who it was. I didn't know if his first name was George. His first name is George. His name is George Kittle, which is solid. That's a pretty solid name. Solid name. (laughs) My brother, real quick aside, because we're looking at this draft. My brother plays fantasy football. He doesn't watch football. Uh... (laughs) But he really likes drafting players with funny names, and he somehow does good every single year that he's played so far. Yeah, his, I hate it. Obviously, his his creme de la creme is a uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's his like crown jewel. If anybody ever touches Juju, his crown jewel is Jake. Butt. Okay, yeah, his crown jewel is Jake. But but Jake Butt has not played yet. All right, next team, team two: Michael Thomas, Kareem Hunt, T. Y. Hilton, Mike Evans. Jarvis Landry, Sonny Mikkel, Duke Johnson, Trey Burton, Robbie Anderson, Chris Thompson, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Pat Mahomes, Prater, and Broncos defense. <laughs> Do we three. really need to know which team Matt's going to say is the best one? Like <laughs> The final team is Zeke, Aaron Rodgers, Doug Baldwin, Jay Ajayi, Jimmy Graham, Sammy Watkins, Davis, Mack, Jones, Garcon, Stafford, Gore, Crosby, and the Panthers. Man, that third team's pretty good. That first team's pretty good. <laughs> Can I just say real quick, all th- first of all, all three of those teams are really good. Yeah, no, I, th- I feel like there's so much like stacked in different positions this year that a lot of teams are going to be really good. It's going to come down to the depth again. Mm -hmm. Or who did dodging injuries. But, yeah, I mean, how do I not pick the Kareem Hunt, Pat Mahomes team? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, let me just put that out there. Not because of Kareem Hunt or Pat. No, of course not. It's because they have a... You got Michael Thomas, my boy T.Y. Hilton... Yeah, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Austin Safarian Jenkins. That's what's up. Oh yeah, the Trey Burton. Mike you, Evans will bust yet again. We Can't actually wait. mentioned. It's funny that you know we did this whole episode. We mentioned like individual players and who we thought was going to be really good, and it turned out that like the three of our teams, we just ended up getting those people. So like it'll be interesting. The reason why we do this mock draft is because we, uh, when we do our actual draft, we go back and we compare and we say like, wow, like had 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 this actually been my team. How would I have done versus like the team I ultimately drafted? Plus, it's really fun. I love drafting. It is fun. So especially when you're like in person, like online as much. In person's wonderful. Life draft. Life drafts are the shit. We have. We actually might have like a whole lot of people not in attendance. Well, I mean, one can't. Draft. We're have to Skype him in. We're gonna Skype him in. Well, maybe if he he might come in. We've talked about it. Him and I. Yeah. That he might be here. Potentially. Really? We're going to actually have some out-of-townies for once. Maybe. Yeah, maybe Ryan. 
Ryan's Ryan's never there. Yeah. Like, our our buddy Ryan, who we love very much, is for some reason never like around when he's invited somewhere. But when he's not invited somewhere, he just likes to show up randomly at places, and we're like, yay! And then we say, hey, you should come do this, and then we never hear from him for like two months. <laughs> It's one of those type of deals. Me and Corey have known him, like, our entire lives, and he's, like, kind of always been that way. Yep. So, we hope you enjoyed this month-long wait for an episode. It's, you know. Just to be clear, Matt chose my team. (laughs) (laughs) Just to put that in writing. So, uh, be assuming this works, where can people listen to us? They can listen to us on either the new Google Podcasts app, which Ooh. is dope, by the It's way. very nice, very well done. The Apple Podcasts app, which isn't as nice. Now, used to be the opposite Now we're way. not going to get sponsored by Apple. Damn it, Justin. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> as I hold my Apple phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also online go on to podcast.com. Um, I might be, we might end up switching hosts soon. Uh, yeah. yeah, just because their website's starting to get a little finicky for some reason. It's mm. it's a free host. I'm going to start paying for it, I think. Uh, but just because, like, the last time, last couple times I've tried uploading an episode, like, their their servers have just been down. Mm. And that kind of worries me. Like it's I don't, all the traffic we're generating. Oh, it must be. All those, used to it. All those, like, 30 listens we get. Uh, 20 of them are Matt. 20 of them are Matt. <laughs> <laughs> 10 of them are angriest. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. Uh, right. He's been asking me about the episode. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to tell him that I I'm a rookie at my job. Yeah, yeah. I threw I threw my producer and co-host under the bus. Yep, that's how you do it, man. Just throw me under the bus. I mean, it was my fault. All right, so th- that's where they can listen to us. If we're not podcasting, where can people find us? Well, they can find our uh, official football after dark Twitter at FadPod. You can do the same thing if you want Facebook search at FadPod. We will show up. F A D P O D. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Then uh, individually on Twitter, if you want to do this, um, you can follow well, me. Bless at your heart if you do this. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> don't don't talk as much about football. It is mostly about music and video games, so get ready for that. We we have Justin. His personal Twitter is music and video games. You're never gonna get Corey's personal Twitter. <laughs> Corey has a sports Twitter that you could follow. Yeah, at he Co- exclusively talks about sports, which yeah. I encourage you to follow. It's at Corey on sports. Yeah, it's at Corey on sports. Uh, oh, Jusby's yours is Sandman. No, it's at your boy Jusby. Oh, that's right, you changed Jusby. it. That's right, you changed it. Yeah. Matt and I's is equally the most cringy out of both because I tweet a lot of wrestling things, and uh, Matt tweets a whole lot of uh, nothing weeby whatsoever. <laughs> a, a, nothing. A, a lot of Japanese wrestling. <laughs> equivalent as far as like you know yeah, how, how much your eyes roll when you see it you can see all that not weeping i did in la no dude dude uh no professional wrestling is an anime it's it's live action it's live action anime live action it really anime, is yeah. there's just no superpowers yeah well, no there are some well you, you, you haven't seen enough anime sir <laughs> I haven't anyway you can follow follow fad pod it's fun yeah you can also follow kuiper at real nate kuiper where he will have talk about you know a lot of sports stuff and also his show that he does every Monday called Kuiper Knows Best it's on YSN.com. YSNlive.com. YSNlive.com slash Kuiper. I talk about other things that aren't football and uh, act like a smart ass, which is kind of 
Just wow. my general yeah, who's surprised? style, I guess you could say. That's my gimmick. Yeah. Then you can follow Matt at, uh, I, got, I don't even know how to yeah, pronounce it, Left and Jammin. Yeah. Left Benjamin without the first E in left. Yeah, it's just L-F-T-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. Lift and Jammin. Yeah, pretty much. Lift and Jammin. Close enough. All right, yeah, guys. Hopefully the- this episode works, and uh, as we mentioned at the start, hopefully pretty soon we will be doing weekly episodes. Yeah, probably, hopefully starting next week. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated on the, either the Facebook or Twitter, probably both. Uh, let you guys know what's going on, but if we're able to, we will record next week. I don't see why not. We have a lot of stuff we can talk about. We can meme on some boys and dunk on some other boys. We'll be doing our... Obviously, as the preseason rolls on, you do projections and stuff. Yeah, and then we also got to round out the rest of our... uh, uh, Me and Jubby got to pick two teams for... Oh, we do have to do that before we sign off. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm doing the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah, we agreed to this. Yes, I'm going to dunk on the Cincinnati Bengals for probably 20 minutes next week. Oh. We did did agree on on the lost episode, what uh, two teams, and he said he was going to do the Bengals. I don't remember who you said, though. I mean, if we're gonna keep it AFC North, I might have said the Browns, but we can we can double dunk and I'll dunk on the Ravens for a little. Bit. Hell yeah! All right. As you know, I know. Save well, no, the Ravens you for Bird save Week the Two. Ravens for Bird Week. Bird Week Two. You gotta save the Ravens. No, I know. I got a better idea. Don't do the Bengals. You do the Bears. You do the Raiders. <laughs> you're. We're going from our favorite teams make me, to our least favorite you're teams. You make me talk. Yes. Positively about the Bears because no, I only have you don't positive need to talk things about to say. You can just, it's the team in review. Oh my god! So you but can it's say positive. whatever you want. Oh, it's positive though. I just want to dunk. Oh, I'll do it the week <laughs> after. Oh, I'll do it the next and time. I'll do the Bengals. I just listen, man. I just want Matt to talk about the Raiders. <laughs> Why? Because Matt, <laughs> Matt gets really mad when he talks about the Raiders, and it's hilarious. I don't know what you're talking about. Corey already did the Falcons. And Corey was slightly... I did Oh, yeah, you did the Falcons. And Corey just shook his head angrily the entire time. So Corey <laughs> didn't get to do one of his least favorite teams. So I'm sure he will. I mean, I'm only saying that because I want to do the Bengals so I could just explode into this microphone. Okay, I'll, like, I'll just dunk on him for 20 straight minutes. I mean, that's... Can I dunk on him for an hour? I mean, no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm going to keep you on a leash on that shit. On a dunking okay. leash. I'm going to do the Rams, and I'm just going to bitch about how they should take navy blue out of their uniform colors. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be it. That's like a good that one. I like that. steel blue color that they have? Yeah. Would you rather just have, like, the, no. the that sky blue and the bright yellow? I want... I want that. I like that I uniform. want either white and blue or white and gold. So you're okay with the blue staying so long as there's no gold. Right. Especially right now, since we're back to the blue and white helmets. Mm-hmm. And there, you just have that little yellow strip on the shoulders did they have the ugliest this this ending is going way off track i don't care did they have the uh, who is the uh, real quick who has the ugliest thursday night jerseys because the rams were hideous last year yeah the rams they were like that mustard yellow and it looked gross and they were playing the the 49ers and those jerseys were black so it just looked like a who did the ketchup and mustard game last year? It was the Rams. No, it wasn't the Rams. That was, was the Rams a couple years ago. Yeah, they had yeah. the bright yellow and the Buccaneers had the, were the, the bright, bright red. ketchup and mustard. Yeah, it was awful. Ugh. I'm so glad they're they are done with color right. rush, right? Yeah. yeah. Thank God. The worst is the okay, my worst is the Dolphins. That, that orange, that that neon that orange that hurt your orange. yeah that hurt your eyes to look at. God, if you and like you had a, if you watched that game on a TV with bad coloring, it like burns your retinas. That was, the, was they, they, that was the they played the Jets that week and that was the green 
right? Yeah. And that was the colorblind game where if yeah. you were colorblind, you couldn't see shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. I liked uh, I liked the Saints so much. Oh, the Saints, like they look like the white Power Ranger almost. Yeah. yeah, those are really cool. Yeah, those were those were dope. I like those yeah, a lot. I like, I like the, the Seahawks like the ones Chiefs, a lot. The red on red. Green. Do the Chiefs have just a general red on red uniform though? I feel like they do. You That's guys are why. like almost undefeated wearing red on red. Aren't yeah. You? Where the Giants were the opposite and they lost every game when they had those red on red <laughs> in the mid 2000s. <laughs> the the Steeler, I like the Steeler ones a lot. Just the all black with the yellow. There's yeah. no other color in it. Yeah, I am glad it's over though because more than half of them weren't that appealing. But then there were a few standouts. Yeah. I. Packers ones. The standout one for me that I like that no one else liked was the Seahawks. Oh, I, I, I just said that actually. I love the Seahawks. I loved the Seahawks color the, rush. The neon green. It was yeah, like yeah. that bright neon green. It just popped, man. It's it was a cool good. Color. They don't. Use it didn't it hurt enough. your eyes like the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they don't did. use it enough. But mm, yep, that shit popped. Not anymore. Goodbye. Goodbye forever. Thank God. <laughs> I was actually signing off. The saying goodbye. Goodbye. Forever. Oh, oh yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God we're leaving you. No. Uh, see you guys next week. Maybe. I think. Yeah. I love you. I don't.